before you, you see a picture of a dark grey square. You hear a cheerful voice announcing around you, Who's that Pokemon? It is Rider's Block! Yeah! <laughs> Welcome to the Mopreville Monthly. As always, there be spoilers here. I am your host, Maplestrip, and today I am joined by Tristan. Hello! Hi, Tristan. Thank you very much for joining us today. Thanks for having me on. When did you first read Elkin and Shive? Um, I think it was back in 2018. Yeah, 2018. Someone I was dating at the time introduced it to me, and I've been reading it ever since. <laughs> that is pretty recent. Yeah. Was that Squirrel Prophet, or was it... No, that must be Sister 3, right? Um, it was Sister 3. <laughs> time goes so fast. Yeah. <laughs> so you remember what the first page is that you caught up on? I'm not sure. I'll have to check. Mm. It was some point where Ashley discovered, like, oh, you know, Kevin. Yeah, Kevin. That's his name. Oh, I love that. I, I love the scene in the, the, the whatever the warehouse is called. Yeah, the warehouse. Just all the, the magic artifacts coming to life and Kevin, of course. I love the, <laughs> the, 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 the mockingbirds or what kind of bird was it? So good. Yeah. <laughs> you really enjoyed your first read? How fast did you go through it? Um, I think I finished it within two weeks. Yeah, two weeks. That's pretty fast for how incredibly long Elkunishive is now. Well, I did a lot of reading in uh, one day. <laughs> I can imagine. I mean, uh, we've all been there. Yep. So to talk about the most recent update of Elkunishive, uh, have you been keeping up? Yep. So uh, since the last episode, all the characters had dinner and started watching the film The Sword in the Stone. A film I've never watched myself, so I don't have anything to say about it just yet. But I only I only actually watched that film, like, recently. Oh, really? Thank you, Disney+. Plus. But yeah, there was a <laughs> lot of older Disney movies that I just never watched. But then when, once they became streamable, you just, you know, yep. picked them up. Mm-hmm. What do you think of the film? I haven't watched it, so no spoilers, I guess, but... It's not really what I expected. It's It actually kind of reminds me a little bit of EGS. Huh. Do you think it might have been an inspiration for Dan, for the entire webcomic, or...? Mm, I'm... maybe? I'm not sure. Huh. Well, I, I definitely need to watch it at some point and, you know, talk about it on the podcast. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> Since the last episode, there has been a lot of recapping in the webcomic. More, mostly just the characters informing each other and uh, Diane having an opinion on everything. Yeah. <laughs> Though one really exciting aspect is that uh, we pretty much got revealed that everyone in the entire cast is going to the same college, Mobreville University. Yeah, that's fun. It's Yeah, it's exciting because that basically means the story will just keep on going forever. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. I mean, of course. Yeah. There, there were some theories like, oh, maybe the story will end when they go to college. Maybe the group splits up or something like nope. that. But nope, everyone's <laughs> going to college. Yeah, and honestly, I don't see it ending anytime soon. Same. I, I, I can't imagine the story ending. Yeah, neither can I. And also, with Ted getting a lab in college... I'm excited. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. 
And of course, the big oh snap reveal of Dr. German being back. Yeah. <laughs> being canon now. Yeah. I mean, I guess he was always kind of canon, but yeah, for but real, in a canon storyline. Yeah, the earlier, early on it was more like jokey, but now it's going to be, <laughs> I don't know how I feel about Dr. German being in a serious setting. <laughs> he's a bit, he's not even particularly cliche, just like, he's set up like a trope. Like, he is like the, the picture you put on a TV tropes page. Yeah. Which I guess defines most of Elke de Shive, but... Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm really excited to see what uh, Dr. German will bring. I also am excited because I think that this will mean that other characters like Lisa and Amanda will also pop up. Yeah. In college. I mean, it makes sense. I think uh, Dan actually mentioned like 10 years ago or something that he was already intending for Lisa and Amanda to become canon in some way, but... I think I think Dan said something along the lines of, yeah, that will probably happen in, like, a few years. But this was, of course, like, ten years ago now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the story moves slowly. But uh, I'm really excited to see all these characters in college. Me too. Yeah, I'm excited. And uh, lastly, in NP, not all that much has been happening in the past month. Again, I suppose. Um, the only notes I've written down here is that Susan... Start sneaking. Is, is learning how to sneak. All sneaky like. Woo! <laughs> Which, uh, I mean, it's still just nice, nice to read. It's still fun. Yeah. What do you think the deal is with this story arc? What do you think the deal is with the the character who controls the game that Susan is in, and what kind of world they're actually? I am. What do you think? I am not sure. Like I've never. I mean, that's hmm? that's two of us. Yeah, I've never, I've never actually played any of the Fable games, so I have mm. no idea. Yeah, that aspect doesn't help then. But even just, I mean, it doesn't matter what kind of game it was. It is, it is clear that some kind of outside force is designing this world for her, or maybe it's Pandora. <laughs> I mean, that's also one theory. I think I saw where Pandora wants to get to know. Grace, because she doesn't know Grace all that well, but she knows that Grace is... Um, I mean, she doesn't know Grace all that well even before she resets, but now she resets. She might have forgotten all about her, but she knows that Grace is the girlfriend of Ted, and she still has a relationship with Ted, and yeah. stuff like that. But yeah, we just don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we'll find out with time. While we're at it, do you have any theories on the... The doorknob and the, the, whatever's going on with that. The doorknob. Yeah, the main story arc, or maybe any theories on the weird fonts that Diane and Jay are using to talk with. Mm. Ah. <laughs> Completely fair. I have no idea anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, in uh, other news from recently, um, there's not all that much going on in Elgun and Shive world. I think. No, it's mostly it's mostly calmed down by now. Yeah, like the, I mean, we still have the transcription progress going on and all the coloring and stuff like that, and it's all lovely. Yeah. Um, but checking the Reddit for the past month, there's nothing particularly unique. Yeah, I don't really check the Reddit that much. Yeah, I I was grasping for straw, so I was looking through it. 
so like the most exciting thing in Elkunishive land is pretty much that uh, we now have a squirrel board in the Discord server, I guess. Yep. Which is nice. Um, if you want to know what it is, join the Discord server, I guess. Join the Discord server, please. <laughs> uh, one thing slightly adjacent to Elkunishive is how um, the author of the webcomic Real Life, which has been ongoing uh, on and off for the last 20 years, since 1999. So it's a real old one. Um, the author has come out as transgender, which is really nice. Uh, Melin Dean. Have you followed that story? I have not. Oh, well, it's just really nice. Uh, she's doing an arc now about how she realized it. Mm. Um, and how she uh, how she feels about the whole situation. And it turns out real life is actually a really good webcomic. Yeah, I should probably, I should probably get into that. Oh, it's not. It's nice. I mean, it, it it might take twenty years for you to reach the the queer storyline, but it's still it's really cool. Yeah, there's some uh, fun science fiction stuff in it. Ooh, yeah. It's just just um like they have an international space station like thing, and um, like the most recent story arc that wasn't to do with Malin coming out is about creating a faster and a light travel thing and going to the Andromeda galaxy, and there's some. Uh, Wow. Fun little things in there. Yeah, that sounds really fun. So I guess we can move on to the second part of the podcast, which is the questions and topics and discussion in general about uh, the storyline that we are discussing today. Yeah. And we have a particularly interesting storyline to talk about today. Greyzone monsters. Yeah, woohoo! So Tristan, tell me, why did you pick this arc specifically to talk about on the podcast? Because it's just a 33-page NP arc. I mean, it's really nice, it's really fun, but why this one? Why this one? I I really like Pokemon. Like, it's... I've never actually... I've never actually played the games, so I kind of missed out on that. But I did watch the anime, I did have some of the cards, and just... I just... I just love the idea. Hmm. Yeah, I grew up with Pokemon. Uh, I definitely grew up with the uh, animated series as well. I also pl- played the games as a kid. So, uh, Leaf Green, Fire Red, Ruby Sapphire mostly. Mm-hmm. I've mostly lost interest in Pokemon since. I mean, I follow it. I mean, it's hard not to follow it with the internet. Yeah. <laughs> so, have you played the games too? Um, I played them on, like, emulators and stuff, but never on an actual DS. Yeah, I mean, I... I barely played on actual console either. I mostly played Pokemon on uh, emulator as well as a kid. Mm-hmm. I grew up on emulators as a kid. That's how it often works for <laughs> people in the Netherlands mostly, I guess. Yeah. I guess we can move on to another question. Yeah, of course. Um, so yeah, there's an interesting thing about Crazy Monsters, of course, that it uses a lot of elements mostly from the first generation of games. So it mostly has Pokemon from red and green and yellow. It Mostly kind of follows the story of Yellow, I think. or Yeah. So a lot of the Gen 1 Pokemon. So uh, Minstrafter uh, was talking about how they wonder if maybe Gen 2 Pokemon may as well pop up as well as yeah. maybe some stuff particular from the TV show. Yeah. So do you have any thoughts on that? Um, Not really, but it's it's fun to see like some of the Grayson monsters resembling, you know, different Pokemon. Like, I like the, uh, I like the uh, Hypno. Hypno Grace. She was she was cute. <laughs> Hypno Grace is also my favorite. Yeah. 
Uh, are you most aware of uh, the first generation of Pokemon, or do you also know about the? Uh, or, I mean, there are like seven hundred Pokemon now. Do you know all of them by name? By uh, heart? I know. I can like if you were to show me one, I could probably name it, but I don't know. You know, all of them off the top of my head. <laughs> but there's no particular uh, generation divide in your mind or anything like that. Gen five. Gen five is my favorite, personally. Ah. Yeah, see, I grew up with, like, Gen 1 and Gen 3. Yeah. Of course, also some Gen 2, because it was also my childhood. But most of the stuff that came after that, I lost out on. I did play Pokemon X and Y, and kind of disliked them. I just mm. found them really boring, which is a big reason why I kind of dropped off the Pokemon train. Yeah. I don't I don't really like Gen 6. Hmm, yeah. It's not, not my... I've heard good stuff about Gen 5. Yeah, Gen 5, honestly, I think has some of the best Pokemon. In the end, it's just kind of fun how Pokemon is such a big cultural touchstone where, like, millions of people are able to name, like, over 100 Pokemon and recognize them on site and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. Which is something Dan has also played around with in Elkunishive a few times, like, with, uh, like, how George caught, like, a furret or something. I think he caught a furret. Maybe it wasn't specified. Yeah, I think it And called the furret Grace, and he... Caught a Jigglypuff and caught the Jigglypuff Ted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that Ark and Squirrel Prophet's weird. It was just so so amusing. Yeah. <laughs> and I think, other than that, um, earlier in Elkunishai, uh, a variation of Pikachu popped up in when they were playing Smash Bros. or something like that. Yeah. So it's it, it comes up quite a lot. I mean, of course, uh, there's also the Zelda arc with the, 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 the whole. all the Zelda references in Elkunishai. Yeah. Which uh, makes sense, because Dan just makes reference to that kind of thing a lot. Yeah. Which makes it extra fun that he did the story arc on, on Pokemon in NP. Yeah. Um, though, sadly, it's only 33 pages thus far. So, uh, yeah. one thing I was wondering is, like, this story arc came out in 2018. Uh, like, just when you were reading, apparently, in June 2018. Yeah. And I wonder if, slash, when uh, a sequel will come up. I really want a sequel. Like, I'm, like, I got really invested in the story, and um, I just I just want to see it keep going. That makes sense. Yeah. So one of the questions was by uh, Zen is, uh, what one would you absolutely want to see in this hypothetical sequel? Gengar. 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 I like it. I was thinking uh, Volt Grace. Grace Orb? Grace Orb. I like Grace Orb. <laughs> Voltorb is one of my favorites. <laughs> Gengar is uh, really fun. Yeah. I don't think we've actually seen, like, ghost-type Graces yet. Yeah, somehow the, the... I mean, the Hypno comes to mind, but... Psychic. I think that's Psychic. Yeah, exactly. So, in general, any kind of... Go oh, wow. Um, Gracely. Ghastly. That would be weird. <laughs> yeah. I, I think uh, Dan is mostly avoiding, you know, Pokemon that are just ahead, like... Yeah. Electrode. Yeah. <laughs> oh, or... no. No, I would love a Diglett's Grace. <laughs> oh, no. That would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of scared to see Diglett Grace. <laughs> I think it would be really fun, just, you know, popping out of the ground. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm also kind of wondering about Ditto Grace now. Ooh. I mean, I guess the, 
It's basically just Grace, isn't it? If it did yeah, think... a Grace, it would just be Grace. <laughs> it would just be Grace, yeah. <laughs> what are the others you want to see? Scrafty. Maybe. Mm. Scrafty, Scrafty. I have to look yeah, this one Scraf up, actually. Scrafty's actually my favorite. Scrafty. Oh, god, yeah, that's a, that's a fighting type, right? Dark fighting. Dark fighting, yeah. That's a weird one. I think that's Gen Yeah, Scrafty. Four, yeah. It's Gen 5. 5. And Scrafty is actually the reason why I love, like, fighting types so much. Why, what, why do you love Scrafty so much? I don't know. He's just always looking kind of mean. I think I just, or... I think I just like the, uh, punk aesthetic. I like that he's just constantly holding up his pants. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's just a bit ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> I think it would be look even more ridiculous when Grace does it. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we need also some legendary graces. Ooh, legendary graces. I don't think they actually I don't think Dan actually touched up on that. No, no, because it was literally just the start of the game that he touched on. Yeah. Team Rocket only popped up once. Yeah. So, like uh Kyogre Grace or something. Or Suicune Grace. Ooh. Ooh, I like it. Legendary dog graces. Those would be cool. Yeah. One of the questions I also had, like, is owning little graces and making them fight really messed up? No. No? No. Because, like, you can see in, like, which page was it? It was pretty early in the comic. Yeah, like the fifth page or so I think you're talking about. Yeah. Maybe the sixth, seventh? The oh. eighth page. Yeah. Like, they get mad when Justin tries to intervene. <laughs> It's it's incredibly adorable, like the seventh page when Grace Mender and Rata Grace? Grace Atta? Rata Grace. I guess we'll just call her that. <laughs> when those two just like play! That's such a dynamic camera play! shot. Play! It. <laughs> it's just fun. It's just fun for them. It looks incredibly adorable. It is! It 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 really looks like it's basically just adults kinda of adopting little girls. Yeah. Though I mean, I mean, in general, like Pokemon, it's presented as something that is incredibly cute. Yeah. That's also how Pokemon works. And also, like, with yeah. other stuff, like, um, when the beekeeper in page 11 spots Justin for the first time, and he's like, ah, yeah, I'm sorry, my graces are pretty tired. We're heading for the graces center right now. Aww, yeah. <laughs> we'll talk it out. Well, maybe later then. Want an escort? And then just Bee Grace shows up. Yeah, B-Grace, ridiculous, I love her. Face the wrath of B-Grace! And then Grace Banner's like, Hi B-Grace, thanks for helping us get by the wild graces yesterday. Thanks for helping. Uh, it's so good. <laughs> I know. <laughs> they're all all—they're just all friendly with each other, and it's so cute. Now, I think I did spot some, uh, I mean, I think I heard some people like arguing about how the morality of the Pokemon world slash the Grace-O-Mon world in a discord server like a month ago or something i don't think i i think i missed that <laughs> it's probably for the best it was pretty rough yeah and one of the questions i also have right now like what's the deal with team rocket i don't know in uh this story and it's also kind of a theory that dan has for the original pokemon series is that team rocket is pretty much just actors trying to make a fun game out of the adventure, the Pokemon adventure. Yeah. Do you subscribe by that theory? Do you think that's true? Um, I don't know. 
Of course, we, having watched the anime series, don't really feel that way. Yeah, no, I don't think I don't think so. I mean, it's a really fun idea, though. I don't think Dan has seen the uh, an animated series. Uh, probably. Yeah, I'm not sure. Probably not. You should go down that. It's good. Yeah. I I, I love. I'm just looking at uh, Sarah and Diane right now. Oh, these two <laughs> are made for each other. <laughs> also, Merman Justin. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> it's just consistently fun. The story arc. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, Joan Bloodworn also asks, With all the talented fan artists we have in our community, why has no one made Pokemon-styled Graysomon sprites yet? I have no idea. Because you know, like, the... the, the um, I'm not sure what it's called, but, like, the anime girl version of Pokemon games where all the sprites are changed to cute anime girls. Yeah, no, I don't I don't know why. We need that for Graysomon. Yeah, this is, like, prime... Sprite material. Definitely. I mean, we need 150 of them, of course. At least. 150. Yeah. Just cover an entire game. And I guess um, that would be a lot of work. Yeah. But, ah, who cares? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hmm. Let's see. I think we've already gone through all of our questions. Yeah. Which can only really mean one thing. We need to discuss more hypothetical Graysomon. Yes. Alright, let me grab an entire Pokedex. Uh, or just like... All Pokemon. Let me just see all Pokemon. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now we'll just make up make up stuff up as we go. Ooh, a Grace Lucario. That would work. Grace Eevees. Oh, why have we not thought of that? <laughs> we should have brought it up earlier. Like a, a Grace Sylveon, a Grace Flareon, a Grace Vaporeon. Like I have a I have a Vaporeon plushie with me right now. Aww. <laughs> it's just sitting on my desk. Uh, one thing I think Dan did really well is only really introducing at most three new graces per page. Usually only one. Yeah. Which, you know, keeps giving you a steady pace of like fun new graces to look at. Yeah. But never too many at the same time. Which I yeah. think he should avoid if he... Uh, I mean, I, I don't think he should introduce too many graces at once in the sequel when he... Yeah, yeah, that, that'll, that'll get overwhelming. But, you know, I w would be interested in seeing just the entire grace team of Justin or another character just growing. And then eventually yeah. see a team shot of all of them. Mm -hmm. Especially when they're fully evolved. Yeah. It's gonna be interesting. Oh, man. I can't wait to see fully evolved Grace Mander. Like that's gonna be that's gonna be cool. Gracie's art. Yeah, I think. Do you think she's gonna have like these big ass wings? <gasps> Definitely. Yeah. I mean, when you look at, I think uh, B Grace. Let me look at B Grace. Yeah, B Grace. Yeah, B Grace already has pretty big wings. So. Yeah. But Grace's art will have incredible wings. But you know yeah. how amazing Cheryl's art is in the animated series. I just rewatched the Pokemon film two days ago, and oh, so cool. Yeah, B-Grace's wings are, they are pretty impressive. I think uh, Cherry Grace, Gracie's arts uh, wings would be even bigger. Yeah, because like, considering those are just insect wings. To be fair, Cherry's heart has always been surprisingly small. Yeah, <laughs> especially for a dragon. Yeah. Oh, have we, we have not even seen a Magikarp Grace yet. I'm surprised. 
Oh, a melodic grace. Melodic grace, hmm. What would be interesting is Grace Jinx. Ooh. I, I, I'm not sure if Dan should do it or not, but it would be interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, we haven't even considered Mega Graces. Oof. I've not really followed the Mega stuff all that much. Let me look up some yeah. Mega Pokemon. Mega Graces are an X. I'm only seeing fan art because that's how Google works. <laughs> of course. Ah, there we go. Oh yeah, Mega Graces art would be pretty cool. Yeah. I wonder, like, I wonder if Dan will do, like, you know, the X and Y with that Charizard has. I think it depends on how much Pokemon he has played. Yeah. I do think, by the way, that a lot of the, the laid-back nature of the Pokemon universe has fit, really fits with Dan's laid-back writing style. Oh yeah, absolutely. But yeah, most of these Mega Pokemon don't do much for me, if I'm being honest. Yeah, that's fair. And I think it would be kind of difficult to really see when you are dealing with graces too because i mean even just the difference between grace mander and bigger grace mander or grace million yeah even that's not even all that big yeah that's always been kind of the issue with some of these pokemon but the fact that it's in black and white also doesn't help mm -hmm. oh and one other thing i was thinking of um this np arc really reminds me of the webcomic super effective have you read it have you read i that? have not heard of it what is it about Exactly the same thing as Grace of Monsters, except without the Graces. Uh-huh. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> well, that makes it just completely ruined. Nah, <laughs> it's, it's literally just a Pokemon story, the same kinds of jokes. I mean, it also starts with uh, Blue being renamed Douche, because obviously Douche is just the canonical name of that character. Yeah. In this case, Blue, which is Nanasei, is, re is the grandson of... Professor George, and she's named Bubbles, which is amazing. <laughs> oh, I love the renaming scheme. Yeah. <laughs> and then Justin is just Justin. <laughs> of course. Main character. Yeah. He's, he's the protagonist. But the fun thing is, you know how Ellen is just really weird in Grace and Monsters? Yeah. So in Super Effective, you also have Green, who is just about exactly as weird in that webcomic. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, it does have slightly more gore, I guess, than... I remember some bloods and drugs happening in Super Effective, but... Yeah, that's fine. Somehow it's still the exact same kind of humor. <laughs> like, in order to uh, get through the tall grass, you don't have a bee grace escorting you, no. You just get a lawnmower and start mowing the grass down. <laughs> it's, uh... Yeah. <laughs> and one last question, just to cut it, to end it all off with. Well, how do you feel about the fact that in Grace of Monsters, characters need to get transformed in order to be able to move everywhere? Transformed into a mermaid or shrunk down so they can fit onto Pidgey or something like that? I think it's fun. It's very Dan. <laughs> yeah. All the cute mermaid boys is... Uh... Yep. Oh, you gotta love it. Which uh -huh. is... <laughs> I think it gives a really weird, interesting twist on it. Since, like, usually for travel in the Pokemon games, you use HMs, I think. Yeah. It's always been, of course, a joke, like, how in the world does Doduo help you fly? Yeah. <laughs> and there's a lot of images of that. Which does remind me of Doduo Grace. Ooh. Ooh. We haven't... I don't think we've seen a two-headed Grace yet. No. Well, there are a few Pokemon like that. 
Yeah. Oh, Jurassic Race. That would be weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm curious. Yeah, we definitely need a sequel for this one really soon. Maybe immediately after the current NP arc is over. Which might still take a year, who knows. But <laughs> Yeah. I think that's a wrap. Yep. It's a really short episode, but it's alright. Yeah. Tristan, where can people find you online? My Discord tag is uh, SoraXenon, hashtag 1353, if you want to contact me there. Hmm. Or you can... Uh, Shit on my Twitter at uh, Skeleton's Wrath. Alright, cool. Um, so, uh, yeah. People can find me on uh, my website, maplestrip.space, on my Twitter account, at maplestrip, or you can, you know, go to Discord as well. I'm on OSNE Elkenishai server. This podcast you can find on pretty much all podcasting apps. The music you've been listening to right now is Our Heroes by Sister Parish. Um, on the next episodes, our guest is going to be Zephyron. We're going to talk Ooh. about the bunny cast, which has just gradually been re-uploading in the past few months. Um, we've talked about it a few times before in the news section. And I'm really excited to finally talk to someone who's actually on it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that seems like it'll be fun. Yeah, I'm really excited to talk about what the Elginishai community was like in like 2010, back when that all was happening. With the Order of the Bunny. Yeah, I'm curious too. Yeah, it's gonna be good. And, uh, that's about it. Thank you all very much for listening. And we'll see you again next time. Bye!